Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the pros and cons of comparing your life to others. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. In the age of social media, with everyone's life, best lives on display, it's hard not to look at people and compare, especially all those self-absorbed dickwads posting their soulmate pictures or engagement photos or baby bumps. Ugh. No, but really, are they the problem? Or you for thinking that they are self-absorbed dickwads instead of people just sharing a happy moment in their life? So before we answer that, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Please. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it and tell your friends. Also, leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you listen and follow us on social media. We're pretty fun, I think. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. And Aisha's back. back. (laughs) And where are you at on social media? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. You heard her in our last episode. She is hilarious, has this awesome podcast. Uh, She's an occupational therapist, turned host of a hit podcast called Two Hot Takes. We have Morgan Absher here with us. What's up? Hello, hello. Long time no see. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) So in, in the last episode, you told us you're in a relationship. Yes, three years. That's crazy. And and. I'm 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 inching up to you, but I'll never obviously be at the same point. But like I'm at two, I'm coming on two years. Okay, that's a solid that chunk of time solid. too. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. to me insane. Is this your longest relationship as an adult, Morgan? Because that's mine. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My I like last one was like two and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. And and so before that, you were mostly single. Yep. I had a, a lovely, like, and I truly mean that. That's not sarcasm. I loved being single. And so I went from 
I went from 2015 to 2019, like almost four years being single. It was great. And in that, when you say that, did you mean like you still dating, but you were single or you were like, I'm not dating. I'm just fucking. And like casually dating here and there, but like never official, never defined the relationship, just testing, testing waters here and there. And you did that happily. I loved it. I loved it. We, I joke with my boyfriend. He's like, I know you miss being single. And I'm like, I just miss going to the club, getting free drinks all the time, getting, you know, a promoter at a table for my birthday. Like they don't want you anymore when you have a boyfriend. Nobody wants you when you're in a relationship. <laughs> this is so true. Uh, but this is so, this is interesting. You were always, so have you ever sort of compared your dating life or relationship or let's just say life in general? Um, to other people, like, it, or, or is there a specific part of that that you sort of tend yeah, to I compare? I'd say I lean more on the life. Um, going to grad school, I think, was like probably the toughest point of comparison for me, because you know I graduated undergrad with all my friends, and they went into the workforce right away, whereas I was dilly like dilly dallying dilly dallying. Didn't know what I wanted to do. I was bouncing between being a flight attendant and working at Lululemon. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I want. And then when I was in grad school and living off credit cards and they're making bank, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? So yeah, I think in the, in the success category, I've, I've compared quite a bit. But now you have a big successful podcast. Again, one of those other things, it doesn't feel real. I'm like, you say it and I'm like, a little bit of imposter syndrome over here. As as many women have. Yeah. Uh, which is why we need to be more like men. You have lights and everything. You're official. Look at you. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have a binding neon banner <laughs> that says two hot takes. Like that's- That's how you know it's legit. real. Legit. Yes. I know. Love it. Yes. It's it's aggressive. Nice. I don't know what I was thinking. No, I don't know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so love it. Aisha, what about you? Have you sort of compared dating, relationships, life? Uh, I'm the same boat where it's definitely more life than anything. Um, I grew up in a family that's pretty single. Like, with the exception of my parents, all my aunts, cousins, everybody's pretty much single. Like, there's oh, not a lot of married people yet. There are not all married people, at least in my LA family. Um, and that's the family that I'm, you know, closer to. So it's definitely for me been more, you know, life and career. Um, very similar where I was, you know, I wanted to act and perform, but I didn't go and do that right away. I did the the office thing, but I was always watching the people who went to school for acting and who were traveling and doing the thing that they want to do. So that in that aspect, I was definitely comparing. Um, myself. But as far as like relationships wise, I was also very happily single. I was having a great time <laughs> and very happy for my friends and people who were in relationships, but just, you know, didn't feel the pressure necessarily for me. Man, I guess I was the only one here who was like normal. Yeah, no, no, honestly, that's uh, normal. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, I never looked, I, I, Morgan, you don't know this, but I don't put personally subscribe to like the idea of marriage. I, I believe in a monogamous relationship, but I'm not like, I don't want to get married. Um, it took me a long time to 
potentially think about like, do I want kids? I just, since I was young, I was very like, nah, I don't, don't think that's for me. Um, so I never compared those parts. I never wanted, like, I never looked at a wedding picture and saw, oh, I want, I want that where I know my friends felt, feel that even to this day, my friends feel the baby and the wedding thing a lot. But I did look at relationships and go like, why the fuck can't I just meet a normal person? Like, why is there always drama? Why? Like, that comparison really hit me hard. My brother, all's like, he's married. Like, they're, they're all, like, put together and all that shit. And then there was me, who was just, like, hot mess. And And I think everybody else's judgment on me during that time. Like even my friends, like I was known amongst my friend circle as like, oh, crazy single Tash with her crazy single stories, you know? And I don't think they meant it in like a mean judgy way. It was just sort of as like a laugh joke, like, haha, yeah, Tash, Tash is the one. But like you do then compare and you go like, oh, how do I meet the right person? What is the way? Like the Mandalorian, you know, I was like, I just need somebody to say, this is the way. Um, And I didn't find that. So, uh, and it's interesting because now I'm in a stable, healthy relationship. And now I feel it about life. Now I'm sitting there going like, because I also, uh, Morgan, transitioned careers a little bit as an adult. Like I was a producer forever and a very successful one, and then moved into being a writer and and dropped many rungs down to start a brand new sort of career in life. And um, even as an actor, I put my acting stuff away for a long time, and now I'm coming back, and and people are like, oh, you act? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I did first. Um, and so, you know, you're just, it's just like a restarting process. And so there's this element of now comparing and going, oh shit, should I have been somewhere else? Like at this point? Um, I mean, I, I want to get into the the mental health aspect of that. Like when you guys have experienced that feeling of comparing or when you have done the action of comparing, what has it made you feel? Oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. Very unaccomplished. No. <laughs> Does it take you guys on a spiral? Because I go on a spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely go down the rabbit hole of what ifs, what could I have done? I mean, it's a million questions in your head and it's, it's, it's just so toxic. Yeah. It's that, that's the, like the vibe I get just toxic. Yeah. yeah it's the what ifs and the should have's and the could have been's that's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a good place to be in. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, for me, I definitely, you know, when I do that, I go down this rabbit hole of feeling sad and hopeless and frustrated. And, and one question I always like, this is where you become victim mentality and you have to snap yourself out of it. But I go, why me? Why me? Why, why is this harder for me than it is for somebody else? Why have I not gotten to this place as faster, as fast as I hoped I would have. Um, is that, do you guys, have you ever felt any of that stuff? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think like I'm now that we're like talking about this more, I think, you know, you mentioned engagement pictures popping up a lot and 
I don't know what it is about December and January, like winter, especially in Minnesota. It's cold. It's cold as shit there. All people do is cuddle and propose apparently. So I, I think like, you know, I said the last episode, my, my weakness is patience. And I, um, I definitely have been comparing a lot on that front now that I think about it. And I'm like, Oh, I just need to like lay off, like trust the process. It'll happen when it happens. And yeah, it's, it's tough. It just, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it, it is so true because in social media really amplifies again, all of these feelings and, uh, you know, have you ever asked yourself why we compare? Why does anybody really compare their life to anybody else? I don't know. I feel like it's just like survival mentality almost. Like what, like, I mean, you look at, or what I imagine hunting and gathering would have been, it's like, oh, Janice down there has three berries. And I have one. Like Janice is going to be fucking full. And here I am starving. And so it's just like, I think it's just, it's such a human nature as bad as it is for us. It's, it's kind of just inevitable. And then social media has just amplified that to every degree. It's this weird feeling. Cause when you say the survival thing, like it's true sometimes, you know, at least in the work front, we're always trained to believe that there's little, like there's only this amount. And and actually, even in dating, I, I'm just literally cu- coming up with this as I talk to you. So if I'm like, whoa, um, it's that idea that, you know, it's like women and men are trained to believe that there's a finite amount of people, right, to that are available. And so there's this idea there's this weird feeling that compares and brings up in you, which is not true. It's just clearly a cognitive distortion, which makes you think if somebody else has something, it means it has taken from the pool and made it less for me. For example, you know, you look at engagement pictures and there's this feeling that goes, something has been taken away from me because you have, even though cog- like cognitively, it's not real. And we're, we're literally like, they're two people living completely different silos, but it's a crazy feeling that it gives us even opportunities for work. Yeah. It's that resource scarcity. I mean, look at what happened at Costco with fucking toilet paper. Yes. It's like, it's just people start panicking and it's like, I think at least my mom, like my mom was very traditional. And so she was never married but yet was always, you need to get married. You need to do things in a certain step. And so now I'm just like, I feel like it's so ingrained in me to like want that. And then I see people getting engaged and I'm like, that's scarcity that I'm like, I just, I want that so bad too. Why can't that be me? Yeah. It's, it's a really tough thing. And I I do think that, that there is a societal element of it where, um, you know, since you're kids, what's the first thing like parents say to you when you go to school or say, oh, this Johnny did A, B, C, D, E. Did you do A, B, C, D, E? Like, um, we're always like our parents are comparing us, not meaning to, but I think there is an idea of like, I also compare a little bit because I'm trying to set a goalpost, if that makes sense. 
Like, I'm just like, especially for work, let's say for work, even dating, is that idea of, oh, well, this person got here and I'm here and I need to get up to here. So I have set this like goalpost, but it's like a detrimental way of doing that. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I do that a lot. I think everybody does, right? Like, I think anybody who says that they're not, they don't compare is a liar. Yeah, it's pretty natural. Yeah, <laughs> but let me ask you this question. Do you think comparing is always bad? Mm, I, uh, I think admiring and like wanting, you know, to not necessarily emulate, but I guess just admiring somebody's path is fine. I think it's when it comes to the, again, the getting into the negative aspects of it and thinking, oh, well, you know, I can't do this because of blah, blah, blah. I think that's when it gets bad. But I do think it's, you know, part of it could be okay to aspire to something, but you can't totally emulate somebody's life also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that completely. I think if it's, you know, comparing with a good intention, like you're happy for them. You just, you know, think about where you're at, or if it's comparing and sparking creativity for you and your journey, then, you know, something positive comes out of it, then yay. But I mean, you, you can't compare apples to oranges. It's like, I'm never, I'm never going to be so-and-so. And so it's just like comparison in itself is just like, it's so unrealistic. Like it's, it, it isn't, like real it's not fair to you and that's such a big what you said is so important especially for for daters right is that i to remember you are completely individual and so there is no competition with another woman or another man or another person because no two people are the same so even though it feels like oh you're on an app and there's hundreds or thousands or millions of other people who are viable options, they're not you. Mm -hmm. And you're not looking for 7 billion matches. You're looking for the person that's right for you. And, And you are unique for somebody else and they are unique to you. I think that helped me a lot when I was younger and and you were made to feel like chicks are your competition or something. I never really like ascribed to that or prescribed to that. But like um, there was a tiny phase. I did think that. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's weird. I was like, we're all totally different. Like how, how is this competition when we're completely different people? Yeah. I think the only person it's fair to compete against is yourself. Like, how can I, how can I grow? How can I be the best version of myself? Like, what is it going to take to make me comfortable with myself, happy with myself. But other than that, like you're, you're fighting a losing battle by comparing yourself with anyone else. Yeah. Last year, um, I think I mentioned it in another episode. Uh, but last year I went through something where I was like, because I was comparing my life to somebody else, I, or people, I actually, for the first time, like felt envious. Like, I don't think I've ever like really felt that feeling before. And, and then I got, I realized like, oh, wait, like this is negative. Like I'm actually upset for somebody else's 
I want what they want. Like I was very aware as I was going through it. I was like, this is a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. And something I did, which is why I'm going like, oh, comparison to me isn't always bad because then I sw- I switched the comparison and I just started changing my perspective on it and going, well, wait a minute. Again, this person didn't take anything from me. They're just successful in their own silo. And instead of going, I'm envious of them, what if I turned it into, I admire what they're doing and what can I learn from the cool thing that they are doing? And then I started going like, oh, right. Well, this person exhibits exhibits this kind of behavior. This person has this type of um, like a day schedule that maybe I could learn from. Like one thing with me, Morgan, you hard to tell maybe on this. I talk a lot, I know, but uh, I don't. I don't always feel confident outside in in life, and I think the world always thinks that we are because we're probably put together women. I don't know if you guys feel that, but I don't always feel confident. But this person is always confident. And I was like, I got to learn to be confident. So instead of instead of looking at it as like a bad thing, and again, that envy, I just turned it into what can I learn? And then I started looking at those people as more of like aspirational versus I want what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I think it's probably the healthiest way I've heard it be able to be reframed. So it's tough. I mean, it's just, it's so constant. It's so in your face. I'm, I think my biggest thing again, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking as you say stuff and it brings up more for me. I think um, looking at other people fitness wise, I'm like, I fell off the wagon real hard. And so social media has been, you know, really hard for me, especially still like some of the people I follow, I had to kind of do a cleanse and like, this isn't bringing me joy, unfollow. And so I think there's others that, you know, I can't unfollow or avoid. And it's like, I need to be better about reframing that and like being like, she's healthy. I'm, I'm healthy, but like, I could probably be healthier. Like I got to lay off the Trader Joe's hash browns. So they're so good though. They're so good. good. But also like healthier for me, like what's going to make me the happiest. So I gotta, I gotta reframe it. I gotta take some, some notes from your playbook. Well, I I think my therapist taught me this. Um, Therapy teaches you a lot guys, but it's that idea that sometimes we're, we're scared to feel things, but our feelings are telling us something. If we are in a moment where we are comparing our life, that I think we got to dig and go, well, what part of my life is not feeling fulfilled or not feeling where it needs to be? So instead of comparing being this thing that we should just never do and repress, maybe we just need to look at it as like a light post. Like, you know, uh, uh, it's just shining a light on the thing that you feel you need a little more of, Um, whether that is being a little more health conscious um, and then going, oh, okay, you know, fuck this person's six pack abs. <laughs> but maybe one thing is this person seems really disciplined about a workout. So, all right, maybe I can take that cool thing that they do and, and start putting it in my schedule. Maybe the only way I can be disciplined is if I schedule this shit. This is what I've 
started doing now with my workouts. I actually put it in my schedule because I can't remember to do things anymore. Um, instead of like running away from that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also like holds you a little more accountable by putting it in your schedule and everything too. I, mm-hmm. again, I'm stealing, stealing some, some tricks from you. Yeah. Well, I say this because like in, in therapy, I got point, I got this pointed out to me when, um, so I got, I got cheated on by my ex who I was living with and, uh, it drove me to a place where I then wanted to check everything. Like I wanted to snoop and Mm -hmm. my therapist was like, look, in this scenario, you truly would not have figured it out if you didn't look. And so I, I looked and he's like, but my advice to you for next time is if the feeling comes up that you feel like you need to look is already telling you something is amiss. Something is not being met. Some feeling isn't being addressed and address that feeling first with the person. Say, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like you're being distant. You're not around. I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like we're connecting sexually. I don't know, whatever it is for you, you know, um, but say that and then see if you're getting the answers before you go looking for some evidence to say, fuck off. And I was like, right, that's actually good. Doesn't get me to where I want faster. I would love to just look and see. But then I was like, not the right thing to do. So maybe I just need to like discuss like what is the what is it telling me? Yeah, the the root cause of the problem. Right. Which none yes, of us thing. like to ever That's fucking address. <laughs> God no. <laughs> I think the Morgan, you said something that is very important also as I was studying this for this episode of what to do when you're comparing and something you did naturally is setting boundaries in a way, like even on social media, unfollowing people. Mm -hmm. I've muted people. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that mute brain. (laughs) Yeah. That was hard for me because I, 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 did you feel when you were doing it? I felt like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm at that point that I need to mute somebody. But I was just like, that's my ego versus what's best for my mental health. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It was a breath of fresh air for me. I was like, I'm tired of seeing this idiot's stories about shit that isn't true. Mm. So I was like, why? But then I'm like, I'm thinking now and I'm like, why did I just mute? Like, why didn't I just unout him? Like, he's doing nothing for me. I'm like, I should have, I should have taken it this step further. Like you can still follow me if he wants, but like, I, I didn't go far enough now that I think about. Well, I think you can always go back into your, you're still (laughs) following them. (laughs) Bring bring up the phone real quick. Yeah. Have you done that, Aisha? Have you sort of ever, uh, distanced yourself and set some boundaries to just protect your health. So mental health, so that you're not feeling like you're constantly comparing. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had to do the, 
the social media purge, the unfollowing, um, the sort of distance, distancing myself from, you know, certain people who bring up certain things for me. Um, even if they're not even necessarily like, they're not trying to do anything just for whatever reason, if I'm being triggered by something, I just need to let that go over there and figure it out, you know? <laughs> so I've definitely <laughs> done that before. <laughs> not everyone can do, let me tell you, like, I think like putting ourselves out there in the way that we do and being on podcasts and like putting our voice out there, people listen with their triggers. And I think people are have an easier time commenting. You're wrong. I hate what you said, blah, blah, blah. Versus like, I'm just going to be healthy and remove myself from the situation. Like, so not everyone can do that. Like it's, yeah, that's good. But it, it, it takes, it takes work for sure. It's just, that idea of like, even if, if you want to live in a world of, cause like we said earlier, comparing can really take you down a spiral. And when I get into it hardcore, which I did recently, it takes you into a sad fucking place. And then I realize I'm like, well, do I want to be in a sad fucking place? Like, do I want to live in that negativity? So like, what is the, what is the way to turn that around and, and how to make it an active situation? This is the writer in me. How do you make, how do you make the protagonist active in the situation <laughs> versus being passive to what's ha- like life is happening to them? Um, and so there's something to be said, like, I know it's hard, totally hard for everybody. Um, it's just, it's natural. I think it's human to compare. And I think that's like a big thing for us to not act like we don't do it. Cause people would look at you, Morgan and go, she would never need to compare anything. She's got it all. And it's like, no, we all do it. We're human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's on don't judge a book by the cover. There you go. It's true. It's true. All right. You win that argument. You win that one. (laughs) You win that. I won't judge it, but but if I saw you on a dating app, Morgan, and you posted a yoga picture. (laughs) That would be fair. Call me the fuck out on that one. Um what are some other what are some other tips we can give people of like how to sort of break that cycle of comparison? It's hard. I mean, I think you have to really reframe your brain. Um, I worked in mental health for a little bit during one of my OT um, internships. And I used to play this game called coping skills bingo. And you, you don't necessarily have to play bingo, but the sheet has amazing examples. It's like, get outside, go on a scavenger hunt, go do yoga, go, you know, right? Gratitude, journal, practicing gratitude is like the easiest thing too. And that shit changes your brain. Like it actually changes your brain and it's amazing. So I look at that and it's like, you can find that shit on Pinterest, like coping skills, bingo, and pick one. Like if you're struggling in the moment, just pick one. And so I think developing those positive scoping, positive coping skills can can help in any situation like this comparison or when you're going down an anxiety spiral or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's having those things in your back pocket that can kind of get you out of your head and get you out of this rabbit hole. 
Aisha, what have you done? I think a couple of things. One of them is kind of what we were talking about and just like realizing that we don't know the whole story. We don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes. So I can't compare myself to, you know, a, a half, a presentation basically, because I don't really know what's actually happening. Um, and then another one is a little bit more action orientated where it's like, all right, this is the problem. How do we find a solution? And like actually making steps to be like, okay, you're spiraling. Why are you spiraling? All right. You want to, you want to get a new job. Great. All right. What are we doing about that? Let's get on LinkedIn. Let's update our thing. You know, let's talk to people. So creating like actionable steps to sort of make the thing that you want to happen, happen, or at least try to make it happen um, is another suggestion step. Something that I do. Yeah, no, that's both of those are really, really great. I, I think one of the hard things, and I can just imagine some listeners thinking this, cause this is what I used to think. Um, especially in the dating comparisons, like, oh, I, I can't find somebody. Everybody else can find somebody, but I can't. And I do think acceptance is a really, really key component because I can hear myself, old me going, okay, yeah, take actionable steps, but like, I can't make somebody appear. I can't make somebody love me. I can't make anybody do any of that. And so something I did, which was, I actually trained myself to accept the worst case scenario. I kind of did that. And my worst case scenario in the dating world was I'm going to die alone. And then I trained myself to love the idea that I was going to die alone. Really, I did. I truly was like, okay, I because I I'm not God, I don't control if I'll meet somebody, I would love to, but I can't. So and I can't live in a del- I'm very practical, so like I can't live in a delusion that's going to tell myself, yeah, don't worry, in time you'll find somebody because I was like there's a chance you won't. There's a strong chance you won't. And so what then? Are you going to be like living your end of your life like sad that you didn't? Or are you going to find like the acceptance that maybe I am meant to be alone? And there are really good things about that. And so I I got to like where you, Morgan and Aisha were which is, I love being alone. I went to movies by myself. I would like, I didn't care then about being the third wheel. It made me then like go on dates with less weight around it because I was like, Mm. it's okay if it doesn't work out. I've prepared myself to die alone. And if somebody comes, they are a bonus. (laughs) You really catastrophized that (laughs) one. I did, I did. But I think that's what most people's fear is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, you're a badass. I I didn't get as far as the movies alone. That is that is badass level of I did that in New York back in the day. Yeah. Badass. Or did that. It was very uncomfortable at first. Really? Very uncomfortable. I've heard it's very freeing though. When you finally do it, I've heard it's like really freeing. It's very freeing and have have you ever had lunch by yourself? Just try to have lunch by yourself. Yeah, that I actually enjoy. <laughs> Cuz that I think also 
can be difficult because like we're trained in school, like you never sit by yourself. Right. You would sit with somebody in cafeteria. Yeah. The movies would be tough for me. I love, uh, I love calling out my predictions. Oh. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I need the satisfaction that I'm right. Like I, I that. so that one would be tough for me, but I feel like when I hear you kind of describe this, like thinking about the worst case though, you also like develop this self, this like sense of self-awareness. Like I am enough. I am okay. If I'm meant to be alone, I'm meant to be alone. And I think like a lot of people don't have the self-awareness. Like I didn't early on dating. I went for the wrong people. And I, I was my biggest obstacle in finding a good person. And if I would have developed that self-awareness of who I really was, what I was looking for, I am enough. I can be alone and be happy. Like would have saved me a lot of heartache. It took me a long time to get there. I'm not going to act like I, I, I just got there before I met my boyfriend. So, <laughs> and that's, that's like when everybody's like, well, so what was the secret of how you met? I'm like, I don't think there was any. I just got to a point where a year before I took off dating purposely myself. And I was like, I don't want to. And I just came to such peace with the fact that I don't control the universe. Mm -hmm. And so because I can't control it, I want to still be happy. And I was like, I'm just going to train myself to be like, this is the best that it'll ever get. And then if anything happens after that, it's gravy. And like now it's so funny because now I'm like trying to get there with uh, with work stuff in life where I'm like, all right, this is going to be the best case scenario. <laughs> and um, and you got to love it. And anything else is a bonus. But I find it much harder with work than I ever have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. And it's, the grass is always greener. I look at, you know, I'm not where I thought I would be, but I'm, I'm definitely like feeling comfortable. I'm kind of, I'm really happy with where I'm at. Um, but the grass is always greener. I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, I'm so stressed all week. I'm putting in all this work. Well, you know, I have friends that are just working in Argentina, living the dream right now, like going going out every night, living by the pool. And I'm like, but like, I'm, I am happy, but still like, there's still that like, but do they progress. have 2 million on TikTok? They don't, do but they I have a hit podcast, a podcast that Tinks she, was on. She comes on enough that, you know, she's one of my guest co-hosts and best friends, but it's still like, we're always going to compare it. So it's, it's like combating that, like actively combating that and like kind of regrounding yourself and constantly reframing it. Like, like you said, like, do they have 2 million like followers? Do they have a good, you know? So it's, it's the active combating of, com of comparison. Yeah. Another, when I was like researching this, another good uh, suggestion was to like, keep a list. And this is something my therapist has also taught me, which is like, keep a list of your achievements and, and, or if it's in the dating world, like the good things that are, that you have to offer and kind of an extension of that gratitude thing, right? There mm -hmm. are parts of our lives that aren't where they, we feel that they need to be, but there are other parts that are awesome. And like, I have struggled in certain areas in my life, but one thing I have by far probably have better than most people is I have the, I have an amazing family and amazing friends. Like since I was, I have my best friends since I was seven, you know, and like, I know a lot of people can't say that. Like they can't say that they have 
um, these people that have walked with them through most of their life. And so I've had to be like, yeah, that's an achievement. (laughs) Um, what is the thing that, that I can say is, is a success in my life and success isn't always quantified in, in numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I just come back to a little bit to your gratitude, but again, framing it as like an achievement. You have 2 million on TikTok. Everyone says that, but I'm like, it, it doesn't seem real. Like as weird as that sounds, it's a big number, but it still doesn't seem like tangible. Right. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it's, I'm like, I kind of think about it, about it. Like my TikTok account could get deleted tomorrow. I'm like, I, you just never know. So I'm, I if love it does, you can contact TikTok again <laughs> and say, Hey, somebody by mistake deleted my account. Can you put it back on? And then they'd be like, okay. I know I got to call, I got to call my guy, Simon at TikTok. Like, Hi, Simon, what happened? But I'm so grateful for where I am. And, you know, I, I do practice a lot of gratitude in that sense. Like I think about things like, oh, why did I go to grad school? And I have all this debt and I'm not even using this degree. Then I kind of reframe it. And I'm like, well, if I wouldn't have gone to grad school, I don't know if I would have ended up back in LA. I don't know if I would have had the experience or the life wisdom to even start a podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of like that. Everything happens for a reason, but it's still like, sometimes I'm like, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem real. Like it's, it's hard to, to ground yourself. Yeah. I mean, it totally is. Um, but that's why like, we gotta also talk to our friends, right. And and our loved ones, like people we do trust because they can remind us Give us that perspective. Girl, you're killing it. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. I am. Um, I still, you, I'm like, I just, it's so weird to me. I'm just like, I, I thought I was going to be an OT and just be working in a hospital. That's it. And then, um, I worked last weekend. I actually, um, worked my last shift this past weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congrats. I'm like, yeah. Thank you. Okay. And I'm, I, I left feeling sad though. I'm like, I love what I, you know, do there. I love helping people, but I, I kind of need to focus more on this right now. But, um, I got recognized for like the second time and I'm just like, still, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like she walked out and she was like, oh my God, like, it was so nice meeting you. I met someone famous Aww. and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like, awesome. no, no, no. Like I got to get over the imposter syndrome a little bit, but it's still like, it's, it's so goofy to me. No, look, it, it's it's always uh, it, it's nice to be humble and grounded and all of that. It doesn't mean that to acknowledge your success is uh, having a big head or is bad or any of that. It just means you're being grateful and you're like it's like if somebody said, "Morgan, you're beautiful." And you're like, no, no, I'm not. Like I used to be like that. And then I had to learn to just say, thank you. Cause they're, they're giving you a gift. Like they're, they're telling you something and you just have to accept it, even though it makes you feel awkward. Um, but the other thing is you said something that you said, I want, I got into OT cause I wanted to help people and you are helping people, but in the masses now and everybody plays their part in life. And some people it's one-on-one and some people it's two millions. And 
neither is better or worse than the other. It's just different, but you are still fulfilling your purpose. Thank you. I uh, needed to hear that. I've had a lot of guilt actually about quitting. So it is, again, reframing and, you know, looking at it. Like I do get messages. I'm sure you guys too. Like, thank you so much for your podcast. You've helped me. I felt so alone. I've had, you know, anxiety, depression. And so it's just, you know, like you said, it's helping in a different way, but thank you. I needed to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and a lot of times like using our degrees is also an interesting one where most people's degrees don't actually like apply to the job. And I always tell people you probably, besides like maybe being an engineer or like a rocket scientist, like, like something so like you need to study this book to know what's happening. Everything else is really just like you're learning skills to use in your life. You're learning critical thinking like for, for OT. Cause I, my mom is a PT. My mom is a physical oh therapist. Yeah. yeah. So like, you guys are trained to be, you know, uh, empathetic and you care in certain ways. And, and the way you problem solve is the skill. It's not that you're help, you're just helping somebody change their bathroom so that they don't fall. You're, you're problem solving. And that's the skill that you mm-hmm. are then applying now to your new expression of your, your work, which is podcasting and in that world. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we do get hung up sometimes on like, well, I'm not doing that exact career. And it's like, as long as you're using the skills you have learned, the point is we don't know where we're going to go in fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> and you just got to like roll with the punches. True. Big facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you clearly did. So you, you rolled with those punches. What do you guys think as we wrap out this episode is a role of faith when you are comparing Sorry, a role of faith? A role of faith. Oh, what's like, like a, what's the role of faith? Yeah. What is a role of faith like when it comes to comparing? Like, is there like, you know, to me, there has to be an element of like just having faith in the universe and yourself. Trust the process. It's so hard. It is. And again, with the patience, I think, um, like you said, like using your skills that you've learned, like everything happens for a reason. Like I kind of said with, you know, if I wouldn't have been an OT and been out here, I never would have met my boyfriend. I probably wouldn't have started the podcast. So it's, it's trust the process. I think, you know, it might feel very tough and overwhelming with where you are and you look at other people and compare and it's, why is it so easy for them? Why is their life so great? And it's like, try not to get lost in the sauce, like baby steps, like make it more manageable for you, more attainable and just one day at a time and trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to take the ride that is life and sort of just let it take you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It'll fuck you yeah. up sometimes, it but it's not a smooth ride. Give some whiplash for sure. It's bumpy. Well, it's like X it's at, at Six Flags. It goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely, I got, I, I've definitely had whiplash yes. a couple times, like legit <laughs> from it. So I know. Right. Uh, I I had a friend actually ask me this question 
like a month ago, and it stuck with me where they were saying, anytime you're approaching a, a some problem or obstacle or whatever, ask yourself, what is driving you? Is it fear or love? And I think it's very, so now I have this like sign in front of me that's uh, like on my desk that, that says, uh, you know, yeah, asking me, am I doing this out of fear or love? So when you're comparing again, is it being driven by a fear that I won't be there? Or can we reframe it into love? Hey, this person has done this. There's, I have to, like, there is a way for me to do this. Maybe I can <laughs> learn something that they're doing because I don't have all the answers. Um, again, that like reframing a little bit helped me a lot and is helping me a lot in the process. Um, yeah, you guys ever wonder that? It's like a, it's an interesting question to ask yourself. Yeah. Something you just kind of like made me think about too is the fact that like you might be comparing yourself to someone, but someone is probably comparing themselves to you. So true. And so like even my last, you know, day at work, they were like, what are you doing? Like, do you have a full-time job? And I was like, um, actually started a podcast. That's what I'm going to be doing. And then three different people that day were like, I've wanted to start a podcast forever. Like, will you like, how is it better? Will you help me? Will you tell me what to do? And, and then, you know, they're kind of like looking at you and comparing, you know, where they're at to you. Cause we were, she's no OT. I'm an OT. I started a podcast. She hasn't yet. So it's like, there's that instant comparison. So that made me think about like, how can you help others as well? Like bring other people up with you. Like we should all be trying to elevate each other and like, we're not in competition with each other. We're all just trying to make it through this crazy thing called life. And so it's like, let's not compare. Let's all try to elevate each other and provide guidance where you can. Yeah. Bringing it back to the men and women of it all. Like <laughs> men don't really do this as much. Like it, guys are competitive, mm-hmm. but they're they are, uh, they never feel like, oh, somebody's taking from them. Dudes are always like, they they, ne- they never feel like there's a limited amount of anything. They just think the fucking world is their oyster. And women have always been trained to be like, we, like, there's a limited amount. This is competition. I mean, think about like how many women have been pitted against each other. Men never get fucking pitted against each other. And mm-hmm. even if they do, they're like, yes, oh, my buddy, let's go. Like, that's why men always just give each other, like, give all their buddies jobs. Yeah. I, um, I completely agree. I like to say boy brain versus girl brain. And, like, that's the perfect example. And, and that's very, you know, broad. But it is very true. Um, but one thing about the jobs that I've seen recently that I loved, and it was on Twitter, and it was specifically for um, black women. And I, I got very into like black Twitter and like the politics and like all this stuff. And I absolutely love it. It's just amazing. And so these women were all talking about how they were interviewing or trying to get a conference gig. And this one girl, they asked her, what would you like for a salary? And she said, and the woman ended the zoom call on her, called her and was like, 
no, 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 ask for 10K more. And then started back up the Zoom call and was like, sorry, miscommunication. I think I hit end. And she asked for 10K more and got it. And so it's like, I just think about those situations where it's like the guys have been doing that. The guys have been lifting each other up. And I think as women, you know, we are really pitted against each other. But I think we're slowly, we're slowly starting to learn like we're not competitors. Like we got to be teammates because we're fighting a bigger battle with the patriarchy here. (laughs) And you just got to learn that like, it's not that there isn't more, you just make more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, I have this where I'm like, whenever I'm pitching shows and and people are like, well, more, more mouths to feed. I'm like, no, you just ask for more. So then you have more money. It's like the pool. Like don't limit yourself by thinking it's only this. Um, Think of it like, we'll just expand the reach. That's how guys think. Literally, this is like how the stock market and all this shit works. Like they never yeah. think it's ever ending. They're just like, we'll add more right. money. <laughs> we'll just make more, more things. <laughs> we'll it's just great. add more NFTs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like they never just think like, oh, this is my one company. They're like, cool. Yeah. We'll just make five more companies if you compete this with me for my one. Right. Month. Right. Yes. Very true. Yes. Um, yeah, I think um I think what you said too, like there's there's more out there. It's like there's so many more pieces of the pie. Like pretend half of it's covered. You don't even know how many pieces are on the other side. Like there's there's unlimited resources. They just the world the world cycles and kind of works with creating scarcity, supply and demand. So totally. there's there's always more pieces of the pie. Agreed. On that on that note, Morgan, uh, we heart you here and please come back anytime you want. Uh, and we, uh, are super proud of you and, uh, you know, you, uh, have this awesome podcast and tell everybody how to, to follow you and subscribe to it. Um, and keep kicking ass. Thank you. Thank you. You're making me blush over here. Mm -hmm. It's, it's two hot takes on every platform. T-W-O, the number two spelled out, hot takes. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everything. Guys, make sure you follow her. And thanks so much for being on. Thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, you too. Thank you for being so open. Uh, guys, we are also on social media, so make sure you follow us. We're at kind of dating across the board. Aisha, where I am at Aisha says dance across the board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please tell a friend, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kind of dating at gmail.com. Guys. I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.